Hi, this is Better Red Than Dead, a literature podcast from a left perspective. I'm Megan. I'm Tristan. I'm Katie. And today we're kicking off our three-part Halloween Fright Fest with Sister Carrie, which is a novel about how, um, is that, did I get that right? Is that, no, we're talking about Carrie. Oh, I thought I read the wrong book. Oh, you read an also good book, but it's Stephen King's 1974 novel about um, blowing up this huge bitch whose dad is a lawyer. That's right. You know, yeah. like that, that is actually it. Um, and I, the excellent 76 Brian De Palma film glosses over that, uh, which we'll, we'll maybe talk about. Yeah, I think it loses something significant in that. Yeah. yeah. So with respect to why Carrie, like, obviously, whose pick? My pick. Duh. Um, so for my third Halloween choice, third annual Halloween, hey, I have decided to continue with some of my favorite themes, which are novels that could have been about hysteria but aren't why moms are weird um not my mom sorry no not my mom (laughs) and uh killing rich people yeah yep i also just i like this book a lot because it's it's just a classic horror novel like reliably evil villains a sympathetic lead and things to be scared of or freaked out by that you definitely should be like Catholics in the old <laughs> horror novel. Correct. <laughs> the scariest thing in 18th century horror fiction. Yes. Catholics, yeah. Italians, and yes. Italian Catholics. Yeah. I was a super promiscuous reader and movie viewer in high school. And I read this when I was probably 16. I loved every second of it. I also saw the movie, which was on the employee picks wall at the video store. <laughs> and it did the not what? the what it did the not what? have it did not have dvds at that time so mm-hmm. oh, yeah. did you and listen I, to yeah. a cassette tape on your way to the video store definitely i did in my in my 1991 corolla <laughs> but they're see, the kids today they don't get this right because like you there was a, there was a real like tactile experience about the video store you, you had to grab the box and all of the That's right it was mm-hmm. yeah it's, you, you just can't browse the same way on the computer machine well, you no. did have to at this one. You had to get the little tag, and then you had to like exchange it for the physical brick that was uh, the video. That's fa- that's fancier than, than the video stores I frequent. Just an empty box at Blockbuster. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. I mean, it was in in Eugene, Oregon. They did have a couple excellent video stores, and I do actually miss an employee picks wall because it is very like comic book guy. Yeah, type. No, <laughs> No, I mean, I feel like that. And, you know, I mean, comic shop. Well, comic shops are, I feel like there's a lot of up and down with them, just like kind of economics. But, but no, I mean, there were all these like uh, jobs for various kinds of dork when yeah. we were teenagers yeah. that I feel like late capital is just kind of killed, you know? Yeah, well, they have to have space to express themselves at a wall if you don't have the kind of <laughs> online presence. You need a right. wall, a literal wall of shit that you think is going to make you look cool. And then yeah. people will understand who you are. And then nerds, high school nerds, would patronize it. Yeah. 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 And speaking of which, like, I recently told my dad that my two most treasured high school pastimes were smoking cigarettes at a coffee house called Sandino's and getting high and watching David Lynch movies. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I think my, I was like, oh, he's going to be scandalized. And I think he was disappointed that I was so responsible. 
well, yeah, the sixties. You know, where when, when our parents grew up were perhaps a a, a, a different time. Also, I, if that was your if that was your high school, I'm surprised it took you until 2021 to watch Dune, which is like the yeah, well, most. Were you? Were you up beautiful to? Beautiful disaster of all David Lynch movies. <laughs> oh, God, we were too good for that. We watched Eraserhead and like. Oh. Uh, yeah, I when yeah. we they used to teach Blue Velvet in the first year core and none of the students had seen it and what? I was like wow. what did you do in high school Wow yeah Anyway why would you want to read read Carrie though So but- I wanted to I mean yeah so my nostalgia hours I've wanted to read Carrie or, or or really to watch the film um ever since I was a 12 year old Adam Sandler fan and but <laughs> before like there were booze or whatever I was 12 it was the early 1990s. <laughs> and yes, I do still think that Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore hold up. So yeah. <laughs> Booze, there should be cheers. <laughs> yeah, ex- thank you. Thank you. Exactly. Yes. Also, uh, 12? Like, absolutely no one. Like, <laughs> I, it's okay if they hold up because I haven't seen them. But like, no. Yeah. I judge no one for what they liked when they were 12. Well, th- I, I appreciate it. At any age, you should like Billy Madison. But uh, but, <laughs> but anyway, so. I have more David Lynch movies to watch. I won't be watching <laughs> So, so twelve-year-old me and my twelve-year-old friends would surreptitiously listen to his his album. They're all going to laugh at you, which I had lots of swear words, as you can imagine. And among the many supremely idiotic bits, the um, uh, eponymous, which that's a hilarious word to use for an Adam Sandler album. Uh, is- <laughs> I like that you owned Adam Sandler comedy albums, and I say that as someone who owned Jerry Seinfeld comedy albums. <laughs> oh man, no, 1993. Like all the twelve-year-olds are like, you got to listen to this. He says fuck like eighty five times um but Tristan, have you heard of lenny bruce <laughs> at that age no i had not okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah so 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 among the, the bits on uh on on the the eponymous album they're all gonna laugh at you is adam sandler doing an impression of the mom who was of course played uh, wonderfully by piper laurie in in the 76 brian de palma film and the, the way that bits work the, the kids will say the most mundane things about getting ice cream or going to the mall and sandler as miss White will respond with, no, they're all going to laugh at you. Um, it's it's very smart comedy, as you can it's great imagine. Bit. It's a great fucking bit. <laughs> I thought there was going to be so much more there, and I feel like such a fucking dumbass. No, no, that's it. That, that the, 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 the bit is he gets to talk with the funny voice and say the same punchline barely over and over again. <laughs> Uh, but this is not on Adam Sandler. This is on me. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> no, I still think it's on Adam Sandler. <laughs> so that was my first awareness of the film, Carrie. And I, I actually, as weird as this sounds, it didn't really make me want to see it. But I was always a bit of a chicken shit with horror films, particularly as a kid. And honestly, I kind of am a little bit. They scare me, and I'm, I don't. I'm not that into that. Which I think Katie is, uh, yeah. is on board. Yeah. Hello. Let's vibe. We're vibing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have watched more of them though, and and, and I, I enjoy the genre. But so I, I finally read the book and watched the movie in the same week. And I have to say, the movie, while very very good, does some interesting things with Mrs. White, such as the whole "they're all going to laugh at you" scene, which is pretty famous. Um, that shifts the obsessions and neuroses of that character uh, quite a bit from what they are in the book. I, I think we'll talk about that at least, uh, you know, maybe obliquely. But the book is fucking amazing. Like King is always at his best when the horror is not, in fact, dopey ghosts or monsters or whatever. And yeah, here the soup supernaturalist telekinesis, but that to me is kind of the cool and not scary part of the book. 
Um, yeah. The scary part instead are structures and psychology, and the book is all of that. Uh, you know, that the horror is white, petty, bourgeois teenagers, religious fundamentalism, and patriarchy. And it also manages to avoid King's habit of going fully off the rails in his endings. Like the ending to this book is just metal as fuck. So I'm super stoked to talk about it. I really enjoy that they actually enumerate the body count. And I yes. just yes. think that's dope as fuck. Yeah. And, yeah. And, yeah. And I mean, on the subject of the film, the film's ending is great. And actually, apparently Stephen King said he liked the film's ending better than he his did, own. Yeah. But like- How does the care- movie end then? I, the, the the house just kind of well. First of all, she like well. I I don't I will I don't want to spoiler alert her own, her own Megan summary. Oh, but okay. ba- but basically, the house in the film just kind of implodes on on them. Um, where it was in the in the book, Carrie goes on like a fucking like Armageddon rampage. You know, so. <laughs> and the way she kills her mother is much more fun in the movie. And then there's that like it's basically like a postscript scene yes. where Sue goes to visit her. I think it's the house itself. Yes. Like, oh yeah. And the arm comes up out of the, out of the, the, the ashes. That's right. Yeah. But, but I will say it. like the, the film death of, of, uh, of, uh, of Piper Laurie's character amazing. is amazing, but the book, and you couldn't narrate, or you couldn't, you couldn't do this other, like diegetically via film, but like when Carrie uses her mind to grab her mom's heart in the book, like that is actually co- even cool. Than the, than the film scene where the, the knives are flying everywhere. I don't know, man. I oh, love man. the knives. Yeah. But I love them both. Just yeah. like yeah. they do two different things, but like yeah. beautifully. Yeah. Yeah. They're 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 both excellent cultural objects. All roads lead to Jesus for that woman, so <laughs> and they did they guess they did. But Katie, did you want to did did you read this for Jesus? I that's why I do everything, Megan. <laughs> I do it all for Christ Jesus my lord and savior <laughs> and yours whether you like it or not so <laughs> jesus jesus my boyfriend jesus uh no as i've said i'm very faithful to jonathan edwards um love you sweetie <laughs> <laughs> and nathaniel nathaniel hawthorne your side piece yes oh my god and when we get off this podcast i got to tell you about the, my weekend with nathaniel hawthorne it was yeah. very erotic <laughs> 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 no it wasn't uh, he's dead yeah um yeah he's been dead for a while yeah I remember yeah he is wow turns out i have a lot of uh fun interests in <laughs> this book does combine many of them some of them we've just spoken about some of them are just kind of for me like i love wildly out of control menstrual cycles that's just something <laughs> that you know mm-hmm. that i'm into cool interest yeah yeah <laughs> uh jesus freakery that's a big one in all senses of the term. And I really love – Mother's Day is my favorite holiday. Of course, you two know that. <laughs> and I just – I love moms that have just a special and unique way of seeing the world and um, just interacting <laughs> with it and such. And so I, I just – you know, that was uh, something nice for me to enjoy in this book. <laughs> I was looking yeah. forward to it. <laughs> Yes, like Tristan, I'm a big giant chicken shit, and I haven't seen this movie because I hate to be frightened. And sorry for projecting. I'm just a big giant chicken shit. I'm probably alone in this because I still don't like scary movies. And I'm sure I've told this on the podcast before, but the scariest movie of all that I was forced to watch at a sleepover was Boogie Nights, and I got into my sleeping bag upside down. Because <laughs> I was real scared of the big old dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, 
which he talks to at the end of the movie, right? In a fucking like cocaine. Oh, yeah, in the mirror. Yeah, that's right. Cocaine. But I wouldn't in, know. In All I saw was the yeah. inside of my sleeping bag. Yeah. Why are you guys such wow-wow babies? I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I, do, you, do you know what my home life was like? I wasn't <laughs> raised right. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I grew up in the the hinterlands where you know we're a bit closer to the supernatural anyway. The Jersey Devil right across That's the bay, right there. Whatever, you know, so. Yeah, the thirteenth Leeds Just, child. someday I'll tell that. someday I'll tell that story. We'll have a campfire pod. PP babies. Yeah, yeah. Well, wait till you hear the Jersey Devil story before you're so brave, because <laughs> we'll see how many scary movies you watch after that. All of them. I love scary movies. <laughs> All of them. Well, yeah. Well, that's just going to be one of those th- differences that just brings us closer together. You know, just uh, <laughs> un- trying to understand and working to understand each other will only bring us closer together. So, no. So I stand by my position. I just, I do. But, you know, of course, you're, uh, you live in a society and you imbibe <laughs> media. And so I, like, I knew what the plot was. And I was quite traumatized by seeing. The, you know, the iconic still from the film where what's his SpaceX covered in blood, whatever yeah. its name is, whatever her name is, her name is something. Um, is that the right? <laughs> Sissy Spacek. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I got yeah. it right. I didn't say Kevin Spacey. I said Sissy Spacek. Yeah. Um, very, very different people. Very, Kevin, very Kevin different Kevin Sorbo. People, yeah. Kevin, yes. No. <laughs> so Hercules. <laughs> no. Anyway, yeah, I saw the the still of Sissy Spacek, you know, covered in blood or whatever. And uh, at first I was freaked the fuck out because I thought that it was Carrie's blood. You know, I thought it was her blood. And mm-hmm. I was like, how did her blood get outside of her body? Right, yeah. yeah. Blood, yeah. Blood's supposed to be inside your body, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's got to be in, not out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was, I was just, yeah. yeah, mostly, yeah. yes, for the most part. D- it seems like I was being a dumbass, but I also was a child. I was a fucking child. <laughs> no, and, um, no dumbassery here. Yeah, <laughs> but then so then it was a re- big reveal for me it was an M. Night Shyamalan level twist that the pig's blood got dumped on her or like in my mind it was a piece of performance art and it was like in flash dance the bucket of water like it was a sexy art thing I thought and I was like okay well that doesn't seem so bad like she got her revenge by I thought she got her revenge by doing the flash dance dance with blood is what I thought wow that's that would be a movie I mean I'd read that too yeah well different thing (laughs) be a very different thing yeah, it's been. I've had a confusing relationship with Carrie for quite a long time. Um, <laughs> but there are kind of again fundamental reasons why I wanted to read this. It's just the religion and mental illness book, and also the supernatural, which uh, all my favorite things just smushed together. But those first two, it's like it's like pizza and beer. It's like it's like peanut butter and chocolate. It's like weed and any nature documentary, preferably about the deep ocean. It's just an unbeatable combination. <laughs> I love both of those things. And separately and together, they're, I appreciate their unique specialness. And in this case, we get a lot of both. And I just have to say we're about to talk about bad parenting and not fucking in this book. And skinny legend Jonathan Edwards would never with any of this shit. So just so you know. Yeah. He fucked. He had 11 kids. Jesus. Uh, yeah. You think he got that daughter named Jerusha from not fucking? He had so many kids he ran out of cool names. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and they had a great time in their – so they had prayer closets too. 
And these were not like psycho, scary town, Harry Potter under the steps, abuse, bullshit, prayer closets. (laughs) These were ones where like where like everyone would go and like get railed and taken (laughs) to fucking town by the Holy Spirit. (laughs) Yeah. And and that's when I realized that Puritans were having more fun than Carrie. And uh, that's just that's really something. That's a reason to read this if I've ever said one. (laughs) Yeah, that is weird. Like, because among the things the film does, I think, like, I mean, my read on Carrie's mom, which we'll talk about is like kind of arch Calvinist, whereas like in the film, they get real into like the Catholic shit, I think as a way of kind of like sexy it up a little I bit. Think so, yeah. Uh, but uh, but Katie raised the point that actually I mean P- Puritans are much sexier than than this book yeah. would suggest, which is a very strange thing to say. Yeah, <laughs> we're all just in a Madonna music video at the end of the day. Yeah. 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 Also, yet another Which topical reference. I was thinking the Lake of Prayer, but that is from fucking oh. thirty years ago. So That's a- I, I'm in the scary one with the crows, <laughs> where it's all blue. Oh <laughs> yeah, and there in the desert, Lake of Prayer is from thirty years ago. You're fucking right. <laughs> is it only thirty? It might years be older ago? than that. Not kidding. No, it's it's like t- uh, thirty two. I think right. Like it's so damn. Hilarious. You knew the year of the Madonna. Th- that's cool as hell. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, See the pop-up video of it too, bro? I did. Yeah. No, I didn't have cable. Aaron's trying to talk to me about shows all the time, and I'm like, I never heard of the one with Michael J. Fox. <laughs> so, wait, fa- you, you family t- you get, we're talking family ties, Yeah, right? but they all have the same name to me. Like, family ties sounds like the exact same thing as um, eight is enough. I don't know. Like, what are the yeah, other? What's yeah, family no, family I, ma- what's I the one with Kirk yeah, Cameron? Matters, like, they're all the same yeah. show as far as I'm concerned. No, I hear you. But you do get, like, when people make an Alex Ke- Alex P. Keaton joke, you do get, like, what that is, right? I do, because <laughs> that, but that's a cultural reference that has, like, exp- like yeah. that's bigger than Ex- the show itself. You did, gotcha, gotcha, I, I gotcha. I just yeah. know that his parents are libs. Yes, and he's a fucking, uh, he's a Reaganite 15-year-old. Right. Yeah, that's right. But anyway. Sounds hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, today we're talking about the woman body and more Mr. Jesus talk. And the book's structure and its meta discourse, which we'll get into, but it's pretty strange. So to summarize, that starts with a newspaper article, which is... I really didn't remember the book being so pomo. Like when I re- reread yeah. it, I was like, I just didn't. Anyway, yeah, it's a hella Stephen King move, though. Yeah, is it that like the rest of his books yeah. have that? I just spaced. It definitely does. Yeah, and all like all of the short stories in uh, like the body has it. Um, oh, like in in different seasons that yeah, yeah he loves I- to do a fake newspaper article. Yeah. Okay. Right. So the and well, you're, you'll get into this, but like it's the, the the Rain of Stone story. Did he take that from Shirley Jackson, or is like the rain like because because other before we read Haunting of Hill House last year, I don't think I was familiar with that supernatural phenomenon, or is that like an established thing? Oh, the, the Hail of Stones. Stone. Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea, but we know that he is a huge. Shirley Jackson fan. Well, let's just say that that was an homage to, to Haunting of Hill House, which is great if that's true. Oh, yeah. He talks about, in his memoir, he talks about the Haunting of Hill House. That makes me even more excited to talk about this. Yeah. So, the, yeah, this this it, the headline is Rain of Stones Reported. I'm just going to read it because it's fast, but it was reliably reported by several persons that a rain of stones fall from a clear blue sky on Carlin Street in the town of Chamberlain on August 17th. The stones fell principally on the home of Mrs. Margaret White, damaging the roof extensively and ruining two gutters and a downspout valued at approximately $25. 
Mrs. White, a widow, lives with her three-year-old daughter, Carietta. And just remember this if you have a three-year-old, because they can ruin your house the hard way or they can ruin your house the easy way. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, 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 yep. Also, her name is Carietta. Like, Carrie is not a nickname. Like, is it? No. Caroline? Oh, Caroline, sure. But Carietta is not a name. No, no, it's not it's a name. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it's straight up. It's good job, Stephen King. But the real, the sort of real first scene in the book is the infamous shower scene. Carrie White, who's this very shy and bullied 16-year-old, is showering after gym class with the other girls who are mostly snobby, popular pieces of shit. And she gets her period, which would already be like a fucked up thing to deal with in front of other people. But she thinks she's bleeding to death. She doesn't know what's going on. But because this is high school, everyone is like incredibly nice and understanding about this. Um, JK, everyone throws fucking tampons at her, like a bunch of psychos. And they say, plug it up in the book and in the movie. And it's it's so fucked up that it's actually kind yeah. of hard for me to wrap my head around. Exactly. And and when I said that, like, the scary shit is not the telekinesis, which is just metal. Yeah, it's like horrific, like fucking <laughs> rich white teenagers being horrible to each other. That is is the, the deeply upsetting stuff. You know? Oh, yeah. Bully's the real villain here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's pure. It's pure psychosis, like all of this. And even so Stephen King does, I think, a decent job of being like the gym teacher's feelings were complicated in a way that's not annoying and actually does get yeah. you somewhere. I agree. Yeah. But it is just this this thing where people are whipped up into like a monstrous fucking frenzy. It's just like this even okay, just the forget about even the concept of showering as a group. <laughs> Which is already age. horrifying. Right. Like, right. Yeah. Yes. Like, yes. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> the uh, not so subtle humiliations that are just part of what high school is like. So the, the structure of high school. Yeah. It's uh it's 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 great um and also just yeah and, and the, also the fact that she's 16 does seem important because like i know like the book points i was like yeah that seems a little late for her to like not know about this but like as she's being like bullied and ostracized like the degree to which there's also this prehistory around why how yeah. how like stunned she is it's it's just like it's all just like so there in that first fucking scene yeah it's amazing it's also like i talk about this all the time because i actually like a number of Stephen King books, but he's actually quite good at the villainy of fucking bullies and yeah. parents and and no. patriarch. That that really is like so intensified in that scene. That has nothing to do with like ghosts or whatever. No, totally. And that and I I I all almost always think Stephen King has a great idea. Why I loved this novel is because like I mean I talk to you about this all the time, Meg. The Shining. It's like this fucking amazing psychological horror about like abuse and alcoholism. And then in the last five minutes, like, and, and guess what? It was ghosts from the 1920s. It's like, what the yeah. <laughs> you just ruined the whole goddamn right, ghosts film. doing the Charleston. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it was like, you know, you could read it and be like, wow, I really need to know if like isolation or, and alcoholism is either like, either that's holding up the nuclear family or yeah. it's like destabilizing yeah. it. And yeah. like, yeah. that's just utter fuckery and like children yeah. completely absorptive of all this affective energy, yeah. but it's fucking ghosts. Yes, exactly. And 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 what what makes this book so awesome is it actually stays with the good shit until yeah. the last page of the fucking yeah. book, which is great. <sighs> but the gym teacher does sort of like, you know, get her a pad and send her home, which is sort of the least you can do. And then as she's walking home, she has this self-reflection. She lives with her evil mom. We learn that she's a religious nut from Carrie's inner monologue. We know that she's been bullied since since forever, like since she went to school. Since she was a baby. 
Oh, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Since she was a baby. And there's all this weird Falknerian inner monologue. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Are, are you talking about like when King will like, he does this, um, he punctures the oh, like. Oh, mother. Oh, my mother. Just all in my, all in my case head. In yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's weird. He he like he say, he kind of like signals free and direct discourse in a way that is a little bit heavy handed, but also really works. I think it's free it's and like very the- and it is second chapter of the Sound and the Fury. Yes, direct. yeah. Every time he does it, it's like a child is riding a bicycle for the first time without training wheels. It's like I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing it. I'm doing yeah. it. Yeah, I know. It's uh, yeah. And it's weird. I you know, it's funny though, because I thought it was gonna annoy me for exactly that reason. It's like, yeah, I, I fucking get what like like I, I, I read Jane Austen, my dude. Like I understand right. like how the narrator could get closer or further from her, whoever they're narrating. But um but actually in this case I was like, ah, you know what, fine, it works. It's uh Yeah. And, and and it happens so frequently that it is it's even it's a little bit, you know, it's not it's not just like scattered moments of free and direct it, it is constantly going but like up and down and up and down between like you know writing carrie's mind to like to a more purely third person narrative. and there's a moment at the end where like carrie and sue are doing vulcan mind yeah. meld, yeah. and it's like fucking amazed that actually yes. is like works really yeah. well yeah yes. i agree i agree <laughs> but no one lives long or prosperous. no we certainly don't <laughs> yeah yeah nerd shit but this is also where I'm going to note that, like, we've talked about the sort of meta thing, but there are all these interjections of, I don't know what to call them, other than, like, invented primary sources. Yes. I love yes, it so yeah. much. Well, they're supposed to be, like, a lot of them are supposed to be scientific, which that's another conceit from Haunting of Hill House, that, like, the yeah. supernatural is actually, like, something that, like, real scientists are into, Ogilvy's which is just- Dictionary of Psychic Phenomena. Yeah. Yeah, Ogilvy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, it isn't the one like, isn't the other, it's the, the shadow exploit, isn't it written by like a Stanford professor or something yeah. like that? Or, yeah, and it's like Duke couldn't yeah. figure it out, neither yeah. did this Berkeley lady. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, I can't believe you got to say the shadow exploded because that title to me is so beautiful. It's like, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. the, um, who's the first, who, what, what is that book about the woman who had dissociative identity disorder and it was like the 13 Faces of Eve or whatever? Yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. Um. Fuck. Anyway. It's a very seventies thing to do, like reveals of of mental illness. Except in this case, it's like the real mental illness of telekinesis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And the genetics of it. Oh yeah, way. we're very into the recessive tendencies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 TK there's, of TK. Yeah, there's this weird, and I don't know, it's always just like, this is kind of like X-Men-y, like oh, sort yeah. of like the mutant, but, it, but it's also like, okay, and, and because I know, I mean, I know Stephen King, and I'm confident enough that his politics are are, are generally actually pretty good, uh, but it's also like there's like a weird eugenics-like thing happening yeah. with like, oh, we must be uh, aware, or like uh, like uh, on the lookout for the emergence of the telekinesis. Smother <laughs> the telekinetic child. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. And there's also like, magazine article there's someone from esquire which yeah. cracks me up um yeah, yeah. and then, oh, and then yeah. there's court testimony too which is like i don't think we'll have time to reflect on it but it's an interesting thing there's a commission there yeah. is a white yes, commission yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 and and you know among other things that shit's really funny like there is it like, is genuinely it's, funny hilarious like this book is like scary and upsetting but like also very funny like all the time yes um, it, he, stephen king is incredibly funny that's yeah, that's like yeah, what yeah. really there is to recommend him yeah, yeah, more than anything yeah. else I, mean, like, I think very very serious men like professional men are like the funniest thing ever in his book 
Yeah, I yeah, am yeah, a yeah, lawyer, yeah. and I have shown yeah, up with to do yeah, lawyer yeah, at you. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have this like little shift to popular girl, but non shithead Sue Snell's point of view, and she and her boyfriend Tommy are in his car, which is rocking. So don't come a knocking. And then when they're done, she has this moment of like reflecting on Carrie and experiencing a wave of remorse. So we know the other girls don't feel that way. But Sue, who later becomes our proxy, does seem to be a non-psychopath. Yeah. Yeah. And then later. So this is like a scene later. They're at her house and Carrie's mother, Margaret, confronts her. She says, you're a woman. And then Carrie says, why didn't you tell me? I was so scared. And the girls all made fun and they laughed at me through things. They've always laughed. And that's actually what the thing in the movie where she says they're all going to laugh at you. She doesn't say that. It's Carrie who says they laughed. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah that, right. And yes. And, and uh, yeah, right. And, and and I so I was expecting that soon in the book, but the book never goes there. And one reason right. why I say that that doesn't match with Mrs. White's character from the book is because like my read on Mrs. White's character in the book is she like it would not even occur to her to like deploy the shame of like the, the ungodly like heathens. Right. It's like right. the, the no. whole point is for them to treat you like an outsider because they they are the damned and you are the elect right. and you need to let you know what I so. Anyway, yeah. That, yeah, and and I don't I like it's I don't want at all to shit on the film, which I think is great. It's just like that to me is like a striking difference from the book, whereas like the book maintains her like kind of religious psychosis in a way that I think is maybe a little bit more. Um, I, I don't know. It's a little bit more coherent, maybe in some way. I mean, that makes you would sense. have to be way more on planet Earth <laughs> to be able to muster an argument that about other people, the, the other kids will make fun of you. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But. What her mom? So her mom is like, this is sinful, and she throws her in the closet to repent, as Katie has mentioned. And by the way, the Duro painting of sinners in the hands of an angry god <laughs> is hanging in the closet. Hell yeah, hell yeah! Just to remind you about sin and the yeah. sin and the spider dangling over a candle. Is yeah. that the right metaphor? Yeah, yeah it yes. totally is. Oh, man, yeah, I remembered something you, for a year. You imbibed it. Yeah. yeah, Jesus got stuck in your brain. I say hell yeah, except definitely hell, not hell yeah. Because no. I mean, this, this, it's fucking terrible. I mean, this hell, is like extremely no. upsetting shit. Yeah, hell no, right? But like, I mean, uh, yeah, it, this is, it's just, yeah. I mean, it's like, it's it's horrific abuse is like what's happening, you know? But, but so next there's like, there's these two sort of mini scenes in the high school. The gym teacher, Miss Desjardins, confronts the girls who bullied Carrie. And there's this this scene where she like slams one of them up against a locker then it's it's dope as hell and then they're like yeah it was gym teacher ass shit it was gym teacher ass shit she tells them that they're going to be punished by not being able to go to the prom and this like shit fuck girl chris harginson is saying like my dad's a lawyer yeah and then there's this like genuinely hilarious scene between her dad and the principal and chris's dad is like let my daughter prom my daughter chris (laughs) must prom i'll sue you and the principal's like Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> well, yeah. The, well, the principal's like, yeah, well, we'll sue your fucking dipshit daughter for assaulting yeah. Carrie White. You know, yeah. and he's like, ah, touche. Like, well, <laughs> <laughs> and the other guy's like, in loco parentis, bitch. He keeps yeah, saying yeah, yeah, it yeah. again and again. Yeah. That's yeah. his, that's no, his line. 
But I do also do think, like, again, the comedic elements, the degree to which all these fucking, like, self-absorbed dipshits, like, adults give a fuck about the yeah. stupid prom is, like... Yeah, is, there's no parentis anywhere. No. no, there's, no. It's, like, but again, it's yeah. so... A thing that, that Stephen King is so good at is, like, parents are absent or shitty or they, like, literally don't see the demon yeah. in it, you know, like... And also, like, go to any, like, sub- like bougie suburban high school in the country and, like, yeah, the whole town will be into the stupid fucking, pri- you know, so it's, like, it's it's a, it's, it's a joke that, like, perfectly captures, like, a, a reality of American, like, fucking psychosis, you know? Yeah. And then, so we go, we, we flip back to Sue Snell's point of view. I've always had a hard time with this. She asks her boyfriend, Tommy, to invite Carrie to the prom. And I think... On both Sue and Tommy's part, it's sincere, like that they want mm-hmm. her to be included. Yeah. I don't know that they want her to be. I think that, well, in my my reading of Sue, at least, was that she just feel she feels really she feels bad. Guilty. Yeah. Yes. But she's not trying to fuck up Carrie. She's not like she's not trying no. to. In, in the in the the De Palma movie, it it like they imply a kind of potential cruelty. They don't actually end up going there, but there is a lot of like, wait, what are their motivations? And then like Tommy kisses Carrie at prom, yeah. which does not happen in the book. And because like because when I read it in the book, I'm kind of like, okay, like everyone sort of knows what's like. Carrie like sees this as a gesture, be nice. There's no like, oh, I'm gonna like actually be with this guy or whatever and like it, it seems sincere on their part i just like i felt like it was yeah i agree with you megan I, th- I felt in the book at least i felt like it was like definitely kind of a sincere gesture that's more about like inclusion rather than like suggesting a potential like kind of romantic subplot uh, between carrie and someone else i don't think there's that, that and i don't think no. Sue has any motive to do something mean to her no, I don't think so either. I think I think she actually, like you said, feels bad, and is this is her way of trying to like, okay, well, maybe we can, maybe we can like reverse the degree to which we've like ostracized yeah. her in some way. Because Sue isn't the mean girl. I mean, the thing is, no. like, she knows she's done mean shit. It's not actually that she's yeah. like a, a always good person. It's just that like she's yeah. not the the bully. Yeah, like she is the character who goes against the friend group, right? Mm-hmm. Which is yeah. sort of yeah. always the you know the proxy, the aspirational proxy. Of course, totally is like you'd go against your friend group to do the right thing, even when the right thing in this case is a gesture. It's not of such grand magnitude, but it is meaningful and it is tr- sincerely repentant and meant. I think purely. I think it's yeah. also like you know, as a plot device, this is the point where you know, like, oh, this is the person who's going to survive this novel. Yeah, because that's yeah. sort of a requirement of horror fiction, right? That it's like not. You know, that somebody has to be left behind to tell the story because there's always this convention of, of its artifice. Yes. And her name has to be Sue Snell, which is also like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. The, uh, the, Stephen King is bad at coming up with playground taunts, actually. Like, they're never very good. But um, Sue Snell, nobody ever saying Sue Smell. I mean, <laughs> yeah, where yeah, even yeah. are we? I don't know, man. Plug yeah. it up is, is fucking bone chilling to me. Yeah, I mean it's psycho. It's psycho, but like it isn't clever. No, yeah, there's no cleverness to it at all. That's true. Yeah, but Tommy asks her, and actually Carrie is like, "Are you fucking with me?" And he's like, "No, it's it's not a thing." And then she asks her mom, and her mom fucking throws her hot tea in her face. Okay, here's the thing though. It's not even hot. The tea is like cold ass tea. Oh, is it? Okay, sorry. Yeah, Yeah. it was. Yeah. 
but I th- isn't it like constant? It's like some constant comment, weird bullshit tea. It's like and it's not even. It really that shit really exists though. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it, I actually I like constant comment. Me too. It's sleepy time essentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's good. It's good shit. It's orangey. And anyway, so at the end of part one, we learn that Chris, who's that prom obsessed asshole, whose dad is a my dad is a lawyer, is like better than my dad is the inventor of toaster strudel or whatever it is pop tarts i don't remember but it's like it's just psycho shit so she has a plan to fuck with carrie and i don't think this is in the movie but she sends her boyfriend billy and all his friends to go like kill a pig it's not just yeah yeah, yeah. they fucking kill it no, it's it's in the it is that is in the in the in the movie. It is okay, uh, but they make it like it's somehow. I mean, it's still fucked up, but it's somehow like slightly. No, I don't want to say it's less psycho. It's just definitely psycho because it, well, for uh, one thing, the boy, the movie boyfriend is John Travolta, who is horribly miscast because like he's doing his fucking Saturday Night Fever. Yeah, he's doing like a fucking Vinnie Vinnie Barbarito bit, and it's like no, like Billy is supposed to be a criminal. Oh, absolute shithead. Part of why. Um, Where is like, Matt Dillon? Part- Where is Matt? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. No, and that's part of like the whole deal with Chris Hargis because like they have, I mean, they they have a fucked up relationship, but like it's like she's like getting a thrill out of being with the criminal, and she's also like the fucking like the setter of like the bourgeois world of this town and stuff, and like and Billy also knows that that's what she's doing, and that's why he's like abusive. Yeah, it's 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 very strange, yeah. but they because it's like fucking Vinny Bar, hey, Mister Cotter, like it's not. <laughs> it's just, yeah. Is all of that, um, and and the pig scene, like, yeah, it's in this, it's in this slaughterhouse. Not they went out to some like farm, far, like poor farmers' farm, yeah. and like murdered this like lone pig. It's yeah, just like yeah. wild that I mean the shit that where you're like Stephen King goes there is not like oh he invented an ancient demon clown who's as old <laughs> yeah, as yeah, time. Yeah. It's yeah. like. They kill fucking pigs. Like that for me is where he goes there is like starting your period in in a, like that is the shit that haunts me. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Sincerely. And then, okay. And so now we're in part two and Carrie's getting ready. Her dress is actually burgundy in the book, which is much closer to red than pink. And it's pink. Mm -hmm. And $50,000 is just because it'll look better on film. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Because blood is not going to look good on a dark red dress. It's not going to no, it's not going to like show yeah. up especially cuz that scene is shot with like red gels. Yeah. And so yeah. it doesn't matter really except that it's that's why I think they do that. Make that change. She has this little confrontation with her mother, but she actually says like I love you. I'm sorry. And then while she's waiting for Tommy to show up and he does, she's like mind fucking and she's also doing like little telekinesis practice where she like picks picks things up and puts them down and she's doing jean gray and so when she gets to the prom it's it's actually fine she loves seeing the dresses and and she kind of tells a couple little jokes which is very sweet and then the book okay so interruption in the book we get a little backtrack and we see billy setting up the the doom buckets the like the whole you know rube Goldberg thing of like pull on this rope and then the buckets will drop so we know what's going to happen and then we have these other two tiny mini scenes one is Margaret White her mom who's like my grandma was a telekinetic and also my baby used to like levitate her bottle (laughs) which is like (laughs) and then she was like I should have killed her then (laughs) 
Um, and then we get this tiny little <laughs> scene of Sue who's like sitting at home because she skipped the prom and she's like doing Sue has the shining apparently because she's like something bad is gonna happen yep and she also has like she's she hasn't had her period and so she's also like a little anxious and yeah but back at the prom who knew tommy and carrie are the prom king and queen and and they go up to the stage and sounds like a really nice moment it's it's gorgeous you should see the movie (laughs) i also sorry i just said this is like such a great like oh we're in the mid 1970s it's like this was going to be the last year of prom king and queen because the feminist students decided it was demeaning you know and it's like oh right yeah yeah yeah, but that is again like ventriloquized by some old man piece of shit Yes, yeah. It's not yeah, King right. saying dumb feminists. It's like no, oh, no, no, no. I no, 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 totally, no, no. I yeah, I yeah, definitely don't mean to imply that uh, King is not on the right side of this joke. But it's also like it's totally like fucking like anxieties around like second wave feminism, totally. like in this in this in this <laughs> like rural like but kind of bougie or like petty bourgeois like main town. Yeah, but they get to the stage. And Chris, and not Billy, it's important, she pulls the rope and the buckets fall. And you get that scene actually from a couple different points of view, which is really interesting to me. You see it from Carrie's, you see all these shifts from the primary sources. And the first one is from a Reader's Digest article. (laughs) Just quoting some rando who was there. Yeah, fuck. um there's this uh, this is like backtracking again there's this great moment where like sue not sue excuse me chris is like who can who maybe i know i would have been prom queen but like everybody else is a jew or a nerd yeah 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 right (laughs) Right. what a charming you really had to nail that one in didn't you Stephen king (laughs) yeah yeah i mean chris is like chris is the biggest asshole at the country club is basically what her life aspirations are to be Yeah, absolutely with distinction yeah and good hair or whatever but the reader's digest article when they quote somebody who was there is like all at once there was a huge red splash in the air. Some of it hit the mural because you're in a gym, remember? And ran in long drips. I knew right away, even before it hit them, that it was blood. Stella Horan thought it was paint, but I, and again, some girl, whoever is I, had a premonition, just like the time my brother got hit by a hay truck. <laughs> Maine! <laughs> <laughs> See, that's, not, that's another like great comic moment it is yeah. yep. <laughs> and i knowed my brother to get hit with that hay truck <laughs> oh my god um and she says they were drenched carrie got it the worst she looked exactly like she had been dipped in a bucket of red paint she just sat there she never moved and then we also learned that one of the buckets falls and hits tommy hard enough in the head that it like kills him yeah he's de- yeah 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 yeah, it's yeah. That's fucking crazy. It's fucking crazy. Well, you have to take yeah. him out somehow, right? Because you know he can't survive, exactly. and Carrie can't, do and she it. can't do it yeah. because he's only been yeah. nice to her. Although I think she should have, because it would have been cool, even if he had been <laughs> nice to her. I don't know. Like I feel like that would have been yeah. more complicated or something. And then so sort of she runs out, but and then we get Carrie's version, and she says. Carrie sat with her eyes closed and felt the black bulge of terror rising in her mind. Mama had been right after all. They had taken her again, gulled her again, made her the butt again. The horror of it should have been monotonous, but it was not. 
they had gotten her up here up here in front of the whole school and had repeated the shower room scene only the voice had said my god that's blood yeah it's grim yeah okay and so then she comes back to the school and all the doors slam shut like she walks all the kids in and then the sprinklers come on which causes a short circuit and a fire and yeah, everybody yeah, yeah. dies <laughs> crazy no it yeah again like the slapstick right it's like this the, this interesting proximity of like the comic and like the, the the horrific and tragic yes i'm gonna go hard nerd for another second here yeah. but in the video game bioshock you can do this thing where you kill your people. the babies you gotta, your tiny babies the, that you're supposed to protect no no not your tiny babies you kill your guys who did too many drugs and are trying to kill you uh, oh, but you remember how you have to also kill the girls who are like full of good. No, you don't. Ki- you don't. Uh, did you kill them all, Megan? That's a choice. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you don't have to, but you can. I've played it yeah, both no. ways. Oh my god, it's monstrous. Kill a child <laughs> in a first-person uh, shooter. Yeah, <laughs> this is my line. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Funny. You have to. You have to <laughs> kill the the. They're not zombies, but they are. Yeah, you can kill the not zombies by um by getting them to stand in puddles and zapping them with with, with your, your lightning gun, hands. Yeah. And um, I never understood either that game or this book quite. So they they merge together into one dork ass nerd thing. Uh, Makes sense to me. And it was it was really beautiful and funny, and and violent and and sickening and just incredible. And I loved it. I hated it. I'll never get over it. Yeah. And then, so the high school catches on fire and, like, a hundred kids burn. It's amazing. Yeah. And then the whole town runs into the streets. And it's clear that they're in this sort of, like, collective psychosis or something. That she's, like, in their yeah. heads. Yeah. And then she does this another, like, this amazing thing where she, like, she busts open all the fire hydrants so she can fucking drain them. Yes. Yes. Like, before setting a gas fire and everyone yeah. burns alive. Yeah. 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 It's it's <laughs> like her thinking to drain the fire hydrants is just like, whoa. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, yeah. and again, like, I mean, I get why you know, I can't like that. The, the, the film ending where one, she like, yeah, she crucifies her mom with knives, but then like the house just implodes on its head. I mean, that's a nice, that's a nice metaphor of like the collapse of some like American fantasy. Yeah, we get a little like, Edgar Allan Poe moment. Yes. Yeah, it is. But, but like the fucking, like the, the, the just like scorched earth rampage that happens in the book is like much, much more metal. Yeah. It, it's pretty fucking metal. It should be said. Yeah. And then she runs home to confront her mother and they they have this confrontation where her mother's gonna stab her in the chest but she ends up stabbing her in the shoulder and it sort of goes all the way in so we know this is a fatal wound but not immediately and then carrie kills her mother by like slowing her heart to nothing yeah and it's so nuts and her mother is doing this. She's doing our fa- our father. And yeah, yeah. there's this moment where she says, thy will be done. And Carrie says, my will, mama. <laughs> and it's another metal yeah. fucking moment. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's how she, it's like, it's not the same kind of drama of the movie, but it's still very cool. So she runs out of the house. She sees Chris and Billy trying to flee in their car and she kills him. And honestly, they deserve a lot worse than they got, but- 
yeah. that's for another book. And then she's sort of running for the this roadhouse where Chris and Billy had been. And Sue finds her as she's bleeding out. And they have this moment where like their brains are entangled and Sue, like she feels yeah. her die. Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. wild. It's- it is. No, it's great. And a lot of people know how she felt. A lot of people know how she felt in all these interviews. It's revealed and the interviewer's always like, yeah. well, how do you know she was happy to see that got that guy get barbecued? Right. Yeah. And it's because like, like they had because yeah. she was in all their heads. Yeah. But there's like, yeah, yeah but this is just like so beyond yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. that. Yeah. Among other interesting things, it's like, okay, the psychology of like the other, the outcast suddenly becomes the communal psychology in a way mm. that I think is like, yeah. like part of what's like upsetting for the dipshits of this town is that that like, I don't know. It's like, I, but I mean, I think that that's just true of like the way like kind of violence and oppression where I mean like the oppressor is always terrified of like seeing things from the perspective of the oppressed, right? Or that like oh, yeah. when the oppressed gets to like speak for themselves, that like deeply upsets the hierarchy in a way that's, uh, that, that, that is, is really troubling to assholes. You know, and actually, I never thought of it in those terms, but I think that that is kind of what's happening there. Yeah, I think so too. It's like such a brief flash of it. Yes, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. right, and and which which I think also then suggests the like the limitation of that is like kind of a, a reparative thing, right? It's like they don't even after this like uh, cataclysmic event, they yeah. still only get like a brief moment of like kind of affinity or like sympathy with Carrie, but the fact that they got it at all is like. I mean, it just collapses so much of the the fucking bullshit. Or the, it's all they, that they you know, des- they deserve worse. You yes, know what I'm saying? Yes, like, I think yes, for me, that's exactly, part of yeah. it. Is like yeah, to just yeah, even have seen yeah. this for a moment is better. Is worse yeah. than the death that they get. Yes, yes. But that's not actually the end of the book. There's this part three, just wacky as fuck. It's like a couple newspaper accounts of how they again they have a body count, which is like 440 people die. But there's still 18 people missing. Yeah. Could be yeah. more. Fingers crossed. We get a copy of Carrie's death certificate. Why? Okay. And then we get this like letter with spelling errors from this woman to some other woman. And it's about her baby who can do the telekinesis. And cool. <laughs> the TK, as we've learned from the scientific discourse. Yeah. The TK. There's going to be a blue ribbon committee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I did. I, I yeah. I mean, I guess it's only one question. Uh, I, I know you got to get uh, take us through the context, but I did wonder, like, I, like there, the, all of this. I mean, what affected the meta discourse stuff is like all of these like scientists and journalists who are like, what if telekinesis becomes a thing? Like this was localized to just one town, but there would be no stopping these people. And so I just wondered what the kind of fun because I mean again I like I don't think that that is the book's perspective I think that's assholes in the book's perspective, but like I don't know like again that 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 is like that is also like some kind of fear of like the other or the outsider right that like basically like the 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 people that you've been like just supremely shitty to what happens if they actually have a power that you don't know about and are going to like flip like flip the table or something i think that's stephen king's point to a degree it's like well then don't bully people and it shouldn't be too much of a problem exactly (laughs) exactly yeah Yeah, no it it totally in stephen king it is like don't bully people it it's not like the um wishing you into the corn twilight zone right version it really is like carrie could have likely gone i mean some weird shit might have happened, right? But 
it seems like all of her telekinesis episodes are entirely brought on by someone being an out of control piece of shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. But so I'm actually going to do like a very quick context because it was a long summer and and I think people like know <laughs> about Stephen King. <laughs> Stephen King, yeah. Um, he's still writing. He has a fuck ton of books. Some good, some bad. Fuck ton of movies made out of them. Some good, some bad. He carries his first published novel. He actually had three novels he wrote before, but they didn't get published. Oh, shit. He wrote it in 1973 and published it in 1974. He started as a short story and then he threw it away. He was like, this just isn't working. And his wife encouraged, pulled those pages out. Again, this is a famous story and urged him to turn into a novel. And she says, he says in the in his memoir that she offered to help with the female characters. <laughs> Owned. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I wouldn't normally mention like a writer who's a wife guy, but like, I kind of think if someone basically like co-wrote the book, they should kind of get credit. Yeah. Yeah, a for sure. Bit, for sure. And I mean, pulling it out of the trash too, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, but that goes beyond, that goes a little beyond to just like, oh, I, uh, you know, like, oh, like stick to it, honey. That's kind of like, hey, dumbass, like, what are you doing? Right, exactly. <laughs> like, and he has a couple accounts of the writing of it in his memoir, Dance Macabre, that I find really interesting. He explicitly says that it's feminist, which is cool. But in a he his account is like quite lib to me, which like sucks. Yeah. He says, Oh, it's about this girl taking back her power. And I'm like, that's not what it is. It's like this <laughs> structural yeah. account that's like much more determinist, right? Like yeah. don't fucking abuse the shit out of people. Look, she girl bossed them all to death. <laughs> that's what yeah, she, she did. I mean, yeah, she did. Yeah. She leaned in. <laughs> Just, yeah. She did, yeah. And they leaned out yeah. of the, the world. This earthly plane. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but, but he also says this wild shit that I love. Like, it's a reverse Cinderella, which is like, yeah, yeah I guess you yeah. take her to the ball and then she fucking kills everybody. <laughs> like, that's wild. Yeah. And then he also says that it's like in conversation with the Stepford wives, because at the time he was interested in how, like, the horror of masculine is social dominance. And it was like, dude, that's that's fucking great. Like his accounts of it are really strange, but but cool. He says it's like after Rosemary's Baby, but before The Exorcist in the sort of publication history. So his awareness of that strikes me as interesting. Yeah. It strikes me as one third of everything he says makes any to- sense at 100%. all. One hundred percent. It's like a third yeah. of this is great, and two thirds of it is yeah. insane. Just like I don't get it, yeah. <laughs> but. Well, and I think it 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 in uh, typical boomer fashion too, right? Oh, like yeah. he's got this, uh, he's got he's got these really great structural accounts, but that his his political imagination is still stuck in like lib land yeah. <laughs> to the extent that he's like he doesn't get he doesn't get why his books are good, you know? Right. Well, and that's if you follow him on Twitter, you'll learn that too. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, yeah, I mean, also like that's that's true of like ninety five percent of authors. Yeah, right? of course. <laughs> But this is also like, it's a very famous movie. Like, we all know that. But it is also a Broadway musical. Oh, musical. Do do, uh, do what? Do do what now? Okay. (laughs) I will never stop thinking about that. Well, plug plug it up. That must be like just a rousing number, right? (laughs) Like, I mean, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it must be great when you like bleed on stage. Yeah, we literally had to see the Anne Frank musical. There's oh an Anne kids. Frank no. musical. Yes, no. There is. 
I'm not kidding, and we had to go see it. It's a musical. Although, you know what? <laughs> Pauline Kale, like, when fucking The Sound of Music came out, she was like, are you fucking kidding me with this shit? Like, here are the Nazis. Let's sing about it. <laughs> yeah, this is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, uh, wow, that I, I'm speechless. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It just the 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 sheer testicular volume it takes <laughs> yeah. to as a high school put on a it was like a it was like a semi professional children type thing because only they were good enough to handle that material. But to think you're ever gonna be so good doing the Anne Frank musical That's that amazing. it's not gonna be totally fucked up is just That's psycho. Amazing. There's like no version. Okay, I was gonna say there's no version of a musical about a genocide that's good but then i remember the movie version of the producers that is in fact a musical about a genocide <laughs> that is good yeah yeah, yeah. okay which uh, if you haven't seen yeah. it it's the the real thing the the movie movie not the whatever yeah okay let, but like let's talk about uterus <laughs> or woman body yeah. right like or not even woman body maybe like woman mind or because this book for for me and i said this in my in my like why i want to read it it's in that genre of like, this could be about hysteria, but it isn't. Yeah, yeah. It's about, to me, what is framed as an absolutely like logical response to a trauma. Yeah. And well, okay, so here's something Which is actually that true of hysterics could- and Freud too, but that's not the point. But, you know, still good to know. the Okay, so this thing about it being like this logical trauma response... I want to connect that to the uterus stuff because, okay, the way people get their periods in this is just not the way human beings get their period. They're, it's like always people, quite dramatic. Yeah. yeah, it's like blood. Okay, like, yes, plenty of people get periods where, like, blood is gushing out of them. Hello, my name is me. <laughs> but that's not usual – like, people aren't walking around their house and creating blood footsteps. Like, it's not right. cascading yeah. down your thigh. It's You should go to a doctor if it is. And if it's bright red, you should also go to your doctor. No kidding. She does that. But- she, she makes a handprint out with her. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's not period blood. No. Well, and I, th- I, you know, like, I also think that that is the, I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, what, like, we talked about the comic. Like, there, there's, like, there's, like, satire, too, right? Yeah. I, and, like, I think that, like, particularly, like, the, 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 the kind of masculinist, like, terror of the female body, that that is present. And actually, that is, like, I mean, there, that's in the book. They also do a great job of this in the film where, like, uh, the gym teacher is kind of, like, explaining what happened. And she still got, she still got, as he, like, you know, carries uh, uh, menstrual blood on her shorts and the principal's like Ugh. like i mean just like just like Gross. backing away in yeah. horror but but so like i think that like yeah like among other things that that the over the topness of it and the kind of like that yeah that this isn't this isn't generally how things go is probably like you know taking apart that kind of like male terror of the female well, or just that kind of like re-dramatized as the bloodiest yeah. mess that has ever been filmed yes 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 yeah yeah no one has a vagina they all have a gash like (laughs) that right right yes yeah yeah, no yeah and it's like i said it's like and that is why i think it's just the book says it it's like they're it's redoing the scene the shower scene when she gets like drowned in pig's blood because it's like something oddly enough that's like the book holds this tension where your your period is like 
both something that's beset on you, as in like the curse, and something that happens to most people with uteruses. Right. Or all people in the logic of this book. But like it's both because she's like, yeah. why didn't you fucking tell me to her mom? Yeah. And yeah. and simultaneously, this should be a fairly like it happens to yeah. lots of people all the time. But it's dramatized. So it's like both it it could be like very low drama, but it's rendered as really high. Yeah. Yeah. It's also like so Carrie has been pranked for God knows how long with being given t- pads and tampons to or she carries around pads and tampons to like wipe her lipstick yeah, off yeah, with yeah, or yeah. something to like clean up her lipstick and shit. Like she doesn't know what the so so there's also that weird element of not just the body stuff yeah. for Carrie, but all of the period accessories. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. Well, and, and like Megan, something you pointed out when we were uh, talking about this, like uh, you know, uh, I don't know, probably a couple weeks ago now, was that you know that it's like that that you know the patri- like basically like how patriarchy also like kind of exacts like complicity of like women to mm-hmm. and like Carrie's moms like uh, like because one of the th- I mean so like Carrie's mom uh, like I think that her that well she gets pregnant in what's described as I think I think rape right yeah. like that they were that she and the dad were like we're never gonna have sex because that's sinful and then the dad like i mean it's described as him like forcing himself on her and that was like his one moment of weakness and then he dies and she's pregnant but she like is so like in denial that that's what's happened that she's like i have in a horrible bloody knifey mess yes and that she says mm. that I had like she that she told people that she had a cancer in her like her woman parts, right? right? And and yep. the, and like so pregnancy like refigured as cancer as this like ultimate manifestation of terror again of the of the of the female body that's like imposed by patriarchy, but like as the like main vector of abuse is like coming out through the mother here. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's one yeah. of the things I find so is so effective about this is that like the structural dominant that is patriarchy. Is- is not always meted out through men or a man, but yeah, through yeah, right. religious dominance and through mothers and through your fucking principal and through these bitches at school. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, it's more yeah, yeah. interesting that its effects are meted out in this way. Well, and since you mentioned the the kind of the you know religion as part of that. I do wonder what the fuck we're supposed to make of the whites religion because it's even by religious fundamentalist standards, it's fucking weird. It's weird, right? dude. Like, like somebody, what? What is Jonathan? She do Edwards? her own thing. She first goes to church at thirty years old because her mother remarries. It's the weirdest nonsense you ever read. Yeah, yeah, it, it's very bizarre, like adult convert shit. And then you're just supposed to be like given understand somehow that religion is just exactly what you think of when you think of it's just about sex like it's all about sex so she just sort of there's barely any jesus except scary jesus it's just like sex and fear at the most basic level is what is what religion is in this book and i guess the other thing is carrie doesn't cry out for jesus and stuff as she's crawling with a knife in her she says she calls out for her mother she keeps saying like mama it's not that she wants to go hug god or whatever no jesus like there is there is almost no and even like what should be the blood of the lamb 
Oh, which should be the, right. And which should actually be the sort of like idol of the Jesus painting that you think is going to be in the fucking closet isn't. Yeah. It's something, it's yeah. Jonathan Edwards. Yeah, you should be, you should be, you shouldn't be having that. Also, her mom has the scariest crucifix of that ever was. <laughs> yeah. I yes, guess yeah. like scarier than a regular one so much so that Carrie has nightmares about Jesus coming off of it and chasing her down hallways. Yeah. Yeah. That's also in the movie what she's crucified on. Yeah, Carrie th- yeah, throws knives at her her mom. Yeah, which yeah, which I was thinking that that's good. Then yeah, the way her mom like cuz she like yeah, she basically st- like sticks her mom to the wall like like spreads her like arms yeah. across this hallway and stuff and it's like I, I was I so that I, I mentioned this, right, this like did that like veers into like a heavily drawing on Catholic iconography, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. the BDSM kind of Jesus y stuff, but which is like very, very different from like the kind of like arch Protestant stuff that you kind of get from the book they're supposed to be. But I also, yeah. but I also wonder that like, so what's the effect of it? And like, at least in the film, and I, but I think this is in the book too, right? That it's like, that I mean, like, yeah, like you're, like you were saying, it's just like kind of like sex and terror, but it's like sex and terror, like, the, the, like terror of yeah. like the, of the sex, but, but, that like but also that like sex has pervaded everything as well you know even yeah so something like that yep. so, like it, it's it's like a, it's like a phobia at the most uh-huh. kind of like pro- profound level it's a phobia in part because it's contentless right yeah it's like it yeah. hasn't it's supernatural also. oh that's true but it has nothing yeah. to do with any sort of like it, it's free of any like serious ideology it doesn't have it doesn't have a dogma except like don't have right. your period it's yeah. just like it's because the devil did it. It's just yeah. like the devil. Yeah. You, like there's no, there's nothing else. I barely even think of this as religion in any sort of like meaningful, meaningful yeah. way. No, because the crucifixion stuff, the it's a vehicle for the mother's mental illness. Yeah, and, yeah. And the stuff that would be like if you were to try to even do like a religious reading of this book, like you, bear, I mean, I don't know how you even could like all the stuff that's supposed to be like the most moving shit about Christianity, like the crucified on the cross was with Christ stuff, is all turned around in that very classic horror way. Like yeah. you, I mean, as you just said, so well, and- it's it's. Yeah, I just get tripped up on the Mr. Jesus, but I still love talking about him and, and <laughs> well, hearing hearing about him. <laughs> no, I think that's right. I mean, it, the the religion is like a vector of expression for what's ultimately just kind of like abusive power relationships, yeah. which was only probably patriarchy if like we had to like identify one one big thing behind it. But like, yeah, and, and I think the fact like, I mean, I was like scratching my head trying to figure out like what Mr. and Mrs. White's like relationship was. And like the fact like they they basically like leave all that they're kind of like Westboro Baptist Church and they're they're like <laughs> yeah. they're too re- yeah. they're like too real for any of the other churches. So they're just they're just kind of like reading the bible and other like fucked up extremely like arch protestant tracks by themselves because everyone else realized they were too psycho (laughs) yeah 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 so like this is their this is their hang-ups which largely seem to be about like kind of patriarchal abuse but that and so that like religion is this very nice set of like uh images and ideas that they could use but it's not like 
it would be hard to say that like religion in this case is the driving force. Like it's, it's like a, it's a mask or a vector for another kind of like fucked up, uh, oppressive structure. Yeah. It's a total shorthand. It's a shorthand. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Like it would, t- it would take a long time to explain why the mom was so fucked up when you need to know that initially. It's just like, cause yeah. this isn't a very long thing. Bigotry, meaning not anti-religion, but like these people, it's not even bigotry. That's wrong because it's not even a group of people to be bigots. It's just one <laughs> lady. Yeah. It's just yeah. this You're one just, psycho. Who's too annoying to read the Bible with. I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like the, so obviously we don't even need to guess why this book has been banned in a lot of high schools. And I, of course, my first thought is, well, yeah, because then it'll tell people that bullies are bad. Um, yes. Right. Yeah. That's what actually is the problem. Right. But the, they uh, banned it because it's anti, in quotes, anti-religious. God. Yeah. Okay, so this is <laughs> okay. going to sound like a wild digression. Oh, and also like teenage sex. Right. <laughs> this is going to sound like a wild digression. One of my students uh, last year uh, uh, told me about, they did, you know, yeah, like really great work on a 1940 uh, adaptation of Pride and Prejudice starring Laurence Olivier, because of course it of starred course. Laurence Olivier. It's, it's a very strange film. But among the many changes that that film makes, and again, I got to credit my, my student Nick from last year for teaching me about this, was uh, they made Mr. Collins a librarian because- <laughs> Instead of a minister? Than, Yes, because like you were in violation of like the film codes at the time if you implied that like religious people might be the sub the object of uh of like oh, some kind of satiric sake. derision. And God. but it's like that makes about as much sense as like banning this book because it's like yeah. mean about God, you know. <laughs> what? So, but also anyway. it's like that you would have to imply that it was about like a group of people for it to count yes. as something like yes. Well, yeah. I mean, the reasons people ban books are absolutely like Dumb, opaque yeah. to me, but yeah, that's like yeah. amazing that they would think make yeah. him into a librarian. Also, librarians <laughs> fix are, everything yeah. are dorks in a good way. Yeah, no, totally, yeah. totally. Like but. Church of England clergy or not, <laughs> they're dorks in the bad way. Also, what yeah. like if any like you can make fun of the Church of England all you want. I don't think yeah, anyone gives no, a I shit. I mean, it just, well, but I mean, <laughs> the other reason why that story came to mind is just like, God damn, we are so fucking stupid about this shit in this country. You know, stupid about it. Oh, <laughs> uh, just enormously. This book is better than I think it is. And I already remember it as good. No, it's great. It's great. And honestly, if he were this, like if he could just do this ending in all of his stuff, he would be like one of the best US writers ever. Yeah. Um, But instead, he keeps being like, I've got all these great ideas about structures and like the mind. And what if like an alien created a clown demon that lives in the toilet? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) What if though? What if where the doo-doo went, it was really the bad place? Yeah. 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 But of course, like, I don't know, Tristan, I know you haven't, Katie, seen the first of the two halves of the newer It movie. No. But the first one is, like, amazing because, like, you can invent the scariest, creepiest toilet living clown demon who's as old as time. And still, the villains are going to be, like, parents and anti Semitism. Sure. Like, those are the real scary things. And clowns with male pattern baldness. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Played by Swedes. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. yeah the world, right. Get me meatballs. The world what is truly doing? falling to pieces. I need furniture. <laughs> Shitty furniture. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, let's play a game. 
Okay, let's play a game. So one thing this we can better have- not be about tampons. I just really need to not. It's not about tampons. Okay. <laughs> My God, what do I look like? And our sponsors at Kotex are going to be very displeased with this little digression. Yeah, you look like a nerd. <laughs> um, no, okay. So one thing that can happen when you are 16 is that you can blow up your entire town and kill everybody <laughs> and stop your mom's heart with your mind. And yeah, and that's one thing. Another thing that can happen when you're 16 is you can be on MTV's television show my super sweet 16. Yeah. A program that featured some of the most shitty, spoiled little assholes of all time having lavish parties thrown for them with uh, all sorts of different themes just because they managed to to make it to the age of 16. Because physics yeah. did physics. Yep. And time uh, progressed. Yeah. yeah. It's gonna be another game Tristan loves. I, yeah, I, like has, has, has there ever been? No, has there ever been a a a sixteenth birthday party that didn't go terribly wrong in some way? Right. I mean, like I've just never heard like of a sweet sixteen party that wasn't ultimately just upsetting for like everyone involved. My friends actually did a ti- a little tiny surprise party for my sixteenth birthday, and it was lovely. See, that's lovely. Aww. But that, but that's, that's you know sweet. why it's lovely because it's it's a nice it's a pride it's it's you know it's it's just a nice little party among friends. It was not eight of my fucking, friends. Yeah, some big fucking extravagant. Yeah, yeah, it was not extravagant. It was just sweet. Yeah, wasn't filmed for television. <laughs> oh um, my god! Just also like <laughs> yeah. I, I'm sure yeah. I was no more awful looking than anyone else at 16. But the idea of that being immortalized is another yeah. one. Of, that's like oh as scary god. as that shower scene. Yeah, I'm sure, sure I was more awful looking and the terror. <laughs> <laughs> I, I doubt <laughs> it. I bet you were like just a normal 16. But like, yeah, oh my I don't want to. I mean, better 16 than 13. Yeah. What What can we do? just we're time goes well no time goes in all directions it's just our perception but anyway moving swiftly along to the bad vibes and worst behavior of my super sweet 16 um, much like in Carrie, everyone needs jesus uh and in some instances they also need the fire marshal <laughs> as in Carrie, he doesn't arrive yes in time. yes sadly no okay so I am just going to ask you all a few questions to find out which super sweet 16-year-old you are. Okay. Um, yeah, it's this is difficult for everyone. So, okay, I am going to uh, throw some themes at you, and you just tell me which one kind of resonates with you the most. Okay. Okay. So, A is a... You themed carnival with uh-huh. elephants, okay. a site rarely seen in Ohio where you'll be holding your party. <laughs> okay. Wait, so my the theme of if it's me themed and my theme is elephants? No, it's a you themed carnival. With the, okay. okay. It's a you themed carnival. So the theme is you and <laughs> yeah, carnival. Uh, yeah, and then but we have elephants but are also right, elephants. Right. Yeah. Okay. And there are elephants, yes, and live tigers. Okay. Holy shit. Um, I'm not a a drug lord. I don't need tigers. (laughs) 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 I'm not a king in Orlando, Florida. I don't need tigers. Um, (laughs) So anyway, B is Western Glam. 
Uh, you'll have a horse at the entrance. You'll have hay bales, mm-hmm. and you'll have your friends and Daisy Dukes posing for a calendar. Western glam. B. Mm-hmm. C is jungle theme. This is for your game hunter father. <laughs> you'll want live animals at this. <laughs> Western. So are you Western gonna- glam? Well, no question. Okay. Okay. That, yeah, I mean that would actually probably sounds the f- most fun and least upsetting. Um, but I don't know. Like it's if not I'm moonshine. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. So like, okay, okay, not a commie. Instead, like a one percenter scion. What would I like to do? I, you know what? I think I want to indulge my Alexander the Great uh, uh, <laughs> fantasies, and I'm going to take the first one. I'm not going to. have It's not a carnival. No, it's going to be. This is this is going to be like my war elephants and uh, <laughs> and tiger army invading Persia or something. You know, like, <laughs> just going to take the elephants and go do war. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I like yeah. it. Yeah, this, this reminds <laughs> I, I, my, uh, my, I had a, a great Roman history professor when I was an undergrad, like a very understated, uh, hilarious Canadian guy, and he was talking about like why you know Hannibal uh, was so was so like uh, terrified to the Romans, and he's like he 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 just he's like he had the the greatest technology of the era, war elephants. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the special militia elephants. Do you not understand? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The toughest elephants. Oh, sad a little bit. Yeah. Um yeah. okay, war elephants. Well, it's hard after that. But um as a super sweet 16-year-old, uh, or I guess an elephant, you need a dramatic entrance. Mm-hmm. And so I just like to know which one of these uh, resonates most with you. Okay, so choice A has nothing to do with the entrance itself, but um, if people think that you might jump out of a giant clam, mm-hmm. like if a friend might mm-hmm. guess that is going to be how you enter, then you'll choose A, please. Okay. Okay. Uh, B, you can throw on a little crushed velvet cape, hop in a coffin. Roll up to your party, get out, and do the clumsiest rendition of the thriller dance that anyone's ever seen in their lives. Okay. Or you can enter in a $4,500 grill that doesn't fit right. G-R-I-L-L? Yes, as in the Nelly song about grills. Okay. Oh, Velvet Cape. Yeah, yeah, we're on board. Okay, coffin, you're, yeah, you're both I'm gonna, coffin. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, what we do in the shadows, this yeah, entrance. I'm not gonna bot okay. a Chelliot, fuck that. It's yeah. a great choice. Um, terrific. Okay, last question. And of course, if we need a tiebreaker, you know I have one at the ready. Um, which disaster would happen at your super sweet 16? So A, your mom gives you a Lexus on your actual birthday, but not your party day. So not enough people see. So you say, uh, you fucked up my whole life and I hate you. <laughs> I was hoping one of these was norovirus, but I think I'm going to be wrong. Uh, yeah. 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 No. B is uh, you rented a hydraulic lift to make a grand entrance, but none of your friends show up for that grand entrance. <laughs> and then your second grand entrance is ruined because it involved an outfit change and the costume designer quit because you were a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or C, 
a volcano-themed cake went off too early, <laughs> and the fire department. Came. That's the oh, third yeah. one for sure. Fire department. No, I agree. Yeah, the the yeah. yeah. Well, and also yeah, because I, I again, I, well, I'm trying to stick with the uh, uh, other than the well, no, the, the vampire went also get you know because I'm thinking again Nandor from where what we yeah, do in shadows legit right shit like, so right the, there. Yeah, so like the 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 the, the military leader for a thousand years ago. I also feel like like actually building a volcano that is They're a just that is like Nandor. a bacchanal. For, yeah, that's like a bacchanal from like antiquity, right? And like, yeah, you're using real fire, so people burned, and you know, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just wondering if I let me give me 20 minutes, and I'll talk to Aaron to see if I can get remarried arriving in a coffin. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's gonna be so cute, yeah, right? Cute as hell. Yeah, I hope he says yes. I also, I hope he's Katie, yes. when was the show made? Early, uh, early aughts, maybe. Yeah, that it would have had to be. Because I feel like today's version of this would have to be the gender reveal party that sets oh like Sequoia National yeah. uh, Park on fire. You know, you know that you're <laughs> absolutely fucking right. You know, <laughs> know they did a reboot, and one of the super sweet sixteeners was a YouTuber. And she lived in Orlando, and she uh, couldn't have a helicopter, almost couldn't have a helicopter drop her in because President Trump kept trying to come and visit. <laughs> I also okay. remember from that period of time that a non-zero number of dads have been arrested for white collar shenanigans. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, yep. Um. Yeah. Fucking hell. So you. <laughs> So you selected C? So you yes, both yeah, selected C? Absolutely. Okay. Volcano. Okay. Great. We love a volcano. Okay. So um, this isn't good news for anybody today, unfortunately. No. Okay. So Megan, um, you are Amberly, a girl who gave uh, perfume as the gift for uh, her party favor. And one of her friends said, just great. Now every girl at school is going to smell like Amberly. <laughs> cool. Okay. Yeah. And Tristan, you are, um, you are Svetlana, who is 21 and who was on Real World Key West. I don't know how she made it on art, my Super Sweet 16. They did do a reboot of it, though. Oh, God. You know, at least I don't smoke anymore. So if everybody at school smelled like me, it wouldn't be cigarettes. It'd just be. <laughs> Thank you, Amber. I, I don't want to know what I smell like. I hope it's detergent. I don't, just don't. Want to reflect? Yeah, nothing. I don't want to smell again. Like yeah, smelling. Yeah, detergent is fine. Yeah. Well, thanks, guys. This is amazing, and this has been better than dead. You can find Amberly on Twitter at Tussersaurus. <laughs> you can find Svetlana on Twitter at TJ Schweiger. <laughs> you can find Katie on Twitter at Katie Grywo. You can find the show on Twitter and Instagram at Better Ed Pod, and email us at Better Ed Podcast at Gmail But only if you remember the employee picks wall. You guys remember that? And yeah. Tristan's 40. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hey, happy birthday. Our intro music is Left Bronstein by the Redskins and used with their permission. Our logo was created by Jane Bonsack of JB Design and Content. Rate, review, and subscribe. And next week, we have part two of our third annual Halloween series on Silas Weir Mitchell's The Case of George Dedlow and the picture of Dorian Gray on deck after that. So thanks, comrades. Mm-hmm.